The reason why many people are not becoming Christians or they don't like Christianity is because they see Christians, how we are so divided, how we attack each other, how we are critical of each other, and how we fight each other. So how you and I treat each other impact the world. You are listening to CCF Runthrough, timeless truths for today's life in just 30 minutes. If you want to hear more or know more about our ministry, please visit ccf.org.ph. Enjoy listening! Today, I want to teach you something that will help you live life to the full. The title is very simple. Let's read together. When love is hard. When love is hard, you need three important words. You have to be intentional. Number one, you copy me, huh? Acceptance. Accept, everybody. Accept. In other words, you've got to accept the person as is where is. You know why? You will learn God has accepted you as is where is. Number two, it all begins with A. Abstain from judging. Share it with me. Abstain from judging. Don't judge. You know why? God is the judge, not you. Next, what must you do? Avoid becoming a stumbling block. What does it mean to be a stumbling block? By your behavior, by your action, you cause people to stumble, meaning you cause people to turn away from the Lord by your very lifestyle. Let's look at Jesus, his last supper. What is the heart of Jesus? In John chapter 13, I will tell you, all right? Let's read together. I want you to see the heart of God, why it is important to learn to love one another. Everybody together. A new commandment I give you. That's from Jesus. That you love one another. Notice, love one another even as I have loved you. You also love one another. Notice the repetition of the word love one another, love one another. Now, this one another in that upper room, who are this one another? You have Judas. You have Peter who denied Jesus. You have James, John. These guys have bad temper. And yet Jesus says, love one another. Do you know why? Everybody read. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. This one another is referring to our spiritual family. So how you and I treat each other impact the world. The reason why many people are not becoming Christians or they don't like Christianity is because they see Christians, how we are so divided, how we attack each other, how we are critical of each other, and how we fight each other. Is there unity today? You know, I pray. One of the core values of CCF is love. I pray we are united. Now, unity is not uniformity. And you will learn today, what do we mean by in essential unity? We are to love each other. Do you realize I can love you and disagree with you agreeably? We can agree to disagree without fighting. So, what does it mean to accept one another? Are you ready? All right. Let's read. Romans chapter 14, verse 1. Together. Now, he's saying now, accept. It's a command. 
Present tense. Continuously accept the one who is weak in faith. My goodness. You mean to tell me in the church in Rome, there are Christians who are weak in faith? There are two kinds of believers in this room today. Weak, strong. Who are the weak? Who are the strong? Let's read. Not for the purpose of passing judgment on his opinions. Notice, he's now talking about weak Christians have certain opinions. Mm. What else? One person has faith that he may eat all things. But the one who is weak eats vegetables only. How many of you are vegetarian? No, no, no. I'm not going to accuse you of being weak. Because if you abstain from meat because of health reason, that's great. But if you abstain from meat because of spiritual reason, you have to listen to what Paul is saying. The one who eats is not to regard with contempt the one who does not eat. And the one who does not eat is not to judge the one who eats. For God has accepted them. In short, God tells you and me to accept the weak and the strong, strong and the weak, because God has accepted all of us. So who are the weak believers? In the church in Rome, I want you to imagine now, the early Christians began with a lot of Jewish people. The Jews, if you look at the religion, in the book of Leviticus, the Bible tells them what animals to eat, what animals not to eat. What are the clean animals? Sheep, lamb, cow, deer. What are animals that they should not eat? It's unclean. Which is your favorite? Christmas is coming. Lechon, all right? Can eat that. What else? Lobster. What else? Crab. Rabbit. Ostrich. Crocodile. So, I want you to imagine now. Throughout your life, you have been taught what to eat, what not to eat. And then suddenly, you come to Christ. Suddenly, you realize, wow, I am set free from all of this legalism. I can now go to heaven because Jesus Christ died for all of my sins. Friend, what will you do now that you know this? Because of old habits, you are struggling. In your mind, I should not eat meat. Many scruples. Let me give you a biblical understanding of acceptance, okay? What is acceptance? My friend, this is something I don't want you to be confused. Acceptance means what? Everybody read this together. Biblical acceptance is loving and respecting the person. So you welcome them. You really love them. Show them you love them. It is not embracing his values or lifestyle choices. So don't be confused. Secular acceptance today is very confused. You must agree and support the person's values and lifestyle. My friend, I cannot support lifestyle or values that are against the Bible. However, I can love the person. You see the difference? This is vital. It is believing all values and moral truths are personally determined. This is the problem when you don't put God in the center. Everything becomes relative. What is truth? 
Today, there's no such thing. Truth is what you want to believe. Lifestyle. What is acceptable lifestyle? It's up to you. In fact, today, they cannot even define a boy or a girl, a man or a woman. You are laughing, but this is crazy. In other words, acceptance. I respect a person. I love the person. But on the other hand, you cannot force me to embrace or agree with your beliefs. Can we respect each other for that? As I respect your belief, you respect my belief. Don't force me to embrace your lifestyle. Are we clear? So, when the Bible is clear, preach it. When the Bible is not clear, not essential, God is amazing, you allow people to have different opinions. One of my favorite examples is Sabbath day. When is Sabbath day? There's a group of Christians who are being misled. They insist it has to be Saturday. They want to go back to the Saturday style of worship. Nothing wrong, except when you make it as biblical, I'm warning you. For example, look at the book of Exodus. How does it define the Sabbath day? Six days you shall labor and do all the work. The seventh, whatever is your seventh day, that is your Sabbath. Six days you are to work, but you've got to choose a day where you will rest. Because the Bible commands us, look, in that day you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, your male, your female servant, or your cattle, or your sojourner. In other words, in our family, we allow our helpers, our driver, one day off. Why? God's commandment is for our good. Jesus tells us, man, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. Now, just think through how ridiculous it will be if you insist on a day as Sabbath. Example only, okay? Today is Sunday, right? What day is it in the States today? When? Saturday. We're one day ahead. Are you now telling me suddenly in God's eyes, oh, oh, let's split the planet. This day is holy, okay? So those people living in this day is holy, and these people here are not holy. Look at me. Days are secondary. What is important? Look at Colossians. My friend, I want to teach you how not to fight over non-essential. Many Christians, they just love to fight, okay? Everybody read this together. Therefore, together, no one is to act as your judge in regard to food, drink, or respect to a festival, or a new moon, or a Sabbath day. Things which are a mere shadow of what is to come, but the substance belongs to Christ. In other words, when you read the Bible, you got to read it as a whole. Old Testament, New Testament, integrated, okay? So the New Testament clarifies many of the ceremonial laws, the ritualistic laws. But the Ten Commandments, the moral laws, still stand today. So when I say, don't be legalistic, the Bible is very clear. Can you drink wine? Yes or no? For some people, yes. For some people, no. Why? Because for some people, they've been addicted to alcohol in the past. And the moment they touch alcohol, they fall apart. So for those people, I would suggest don't drink. Is getting drunk a sin? 
Louder. All right. So you are not supposed to get drunk. That's very clear. So drunkenness is sin. Drinking alcohol, drinking wine is not a sin. But for some people, drinking becomes a sin because it leads to drunkenness. They have no self-control. So what is point number one? When it's hard to love, you got to accept. As, notice, it's very clear, as God has accepted us. How did God accept you? As is, for is. But because God loves you, He will not allow you to remain as is. You accept the person as is, for is. No judgment. But let God work in His life. Number two, do not judge. Abstain from judging. Let's look at the Bible, right? Let's read. Abstain from judging. Everybody read together. Who are you to judge? The servant of another. In other words, we are all servants of God. Who are you to judge another servant? To which own master he stands or falls. And he will stand for the Lord is able to make him stand. This is an amazing declaration. Jesus is my master and he is able to make me stand. My job is not to judge another Christian. Because the other Christian, the master is Jesus. It's not me. And God, his master, is able to make him stand. Are you familiar with God's responsibility to us? You know what is God's responsibility to his servant? You will love this. Philippians 1, verse 8. Let's read that together. For I am confident of this very thing. He who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. God is at work. Look at me now. All of us are in various stages of Christian growth. My, my learning is when it's hard to love, I must allow people time to grow. Remember that t-shirt? Please be patient with me. God is not through with me yet. Can you turn to your neighbor, tell your neighbor, please be patient with me. God is not yet through with me. You know, I love Jude 24. You know, this is my assurance. I love you guys, but I know I cannot control you. I can only teach the Bible. I will accept you as you are, but I know God is at work in your heart. That's why I love Jude. Everybody, now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and make you stand in the presence of his glory, blameless with great joy. Who is going to be the one to help you stand before the judgment seat of God, holy and blameless, to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and make you stand, all of you, in the presence of his glory, blameless with great joy. Who will do that? Who? You friends, don't play God. The problem with us, why it's hard to love sometimes, because you think, your responsibility is to control people. Don't do that. It's very hard. You are not God. Can you turn to your neighbor? Tell your neighbor, you are not God. Yeah. My confidence is in God's ability to discipline his child. God is your master. You don't follow him, I will pray for you. And literally, my wife has prayed for people that God will do something to change the life of that person. And I'm telling you, the prayer of my wife is powerful. Okay? If you are misbehaving and she prays for you, 
don't be surprised when you end up in the hospital. <laughs> because God is working. Do you know people who are in the hospital are more sensitive to the voice of God? Are you aware of that? People who are always attending parties are not able to listen to God. But people are having problems, I tell you. As C.S. Lewis said, God shouts in our pain, whispers in good times. Ah, so when you are in pain, when things are down, who is at work? God. So please don't be God. That's not your job. Your job is to love people and teach the Bible. When the Bible is clear, I teach it clearly. I have so many examples of people who are living a wrong lifestyle. They ask me a question. Is it wrong for me to have whatever? And I know the lifestyle is wrong. You know what I do? I say, let's look at the Bible. So I open the Bible and I ask the man, please read. And when he read the Bible, he got a shock of his life. He said, Peter, Pastor, this verse tells me I'll go to hell. Because he read the following verses. No adulterer, no homosexual will ever enter the kingdom of heaven. I said, brother, I'm not the one saying it. Good news. That man, very famous. He changed. The power of God to change people, don't underestimate it. So what have we learned? Do not judge. Let's read this together. One person regards one day above another. Another regards every day alike. Each person must be fully convinced in his own mind. Everybody, I love this. He who observes the day, observes it for the Lord. He who eats, does so for the Lord. You know, we have pastors and we get together at times, okay? especially Christmas. You know how we describe lechon? Lechon is the highway to heaven. But that's another topic, okay? That's another topic. <laughs> All right. He who eats does so for the Lord. He gives thanks to God. He who eats not for the Lord, he does not eat. He gives thanks to the Lord, to God. Do you notice the repetition of the word Lord, 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 Lord? Because the essence of Christianity is whatever you do, you do it for the Lord. You don't want to eat, do it for the Lord. You want to eat, you eat it for the Lord. Amen? Hallelujah. Christmas is coming. What shall we do? All right. Do it for the Lord. Next. Not one of us live for himself. Now no one dies for himself. If we live, we live for the Lord. He's our master. If we die, we die for the Lord. Therefore, whether we live or die, we are the Lord's. In other words, stop judging people because each one of us belongs to the Lord and the Lord is responsible for us. Notice, for to, his, to this end, Christ died and lived again that he might be Lord, both of the dead and the living. Many people do not understand the Lordship of Jesus. They love to talk about Jesus is my Savior. Excuse me, Jesus is not just your Savior. A real Christian, listen to me, a real Christian will understand Jesus is Lord. The meaning of Jesus is Lord, you are accountable to Jesus, and you are answerable to Jesus, and you obey Jesus. You can never say, Jesus is my Lord, and you disobey him willingly. My friend, you can make a mistake. 
willful disobedience, you ask for forgiveness. But never have this idea. Christianity is I decide what to do with my life. No, no, no. Christianity is what God tells you to do. Do you believe God loves you? Louder. No, really. You believe God loves you? Do you believe God wants what's best for you? Do you believe He knows what's best for you? If you believe God loves you, and you believe God wants what's best for you, and you believe He knows what's best, my friend, why not obey Him? Unless you don't believe that God wants what's best for you. Next verse. But you, why do you judge your brother? Again, why do you regard your brother with contempt? Why do you look down towards one another? We, everybody read now, we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. Everybody read this together again. We will all stand before the judgment seat of God. It is written, as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall give praise to God. Everybody read verse 12. Together now. So then, each one of us will give an account of himself to God. Now, do you see, my friend, why I don't force people to obey? I love them. I teach them. I share the Bible. If you don't want to obey the Bible today, God is speaking to you, I know. You refuse to obey, you're answerable not to me. You're answerable to God. And that day will come. I guarantee you, sooner or later, you and I will stand before the judgment seat of God. So ladies, gentlemen, be prepared for that day. Jesus Christ died for my sins. But how I live my life, I'm answerable to my master. Therefore, do not judge. Comprende? But this is my pain. We judge one another. Perhaps not in the area of food. You know how we judge each other and how we are guilty of? We judge each other by the following example. We judge the heart of others. We judge the motives of people. We judge people when you hear accusations. When you hear an accusation against a leader or against anybody, what must you do? Very simple. You verify. Look at the book of Proverbs. This is something you need to learn. Don't judge people. You know why? You better get the facts. The first to plead his case seems right until another comes and examines him. So can I tell you what I do? I get people together. The accused and the accuser. I talk to them separately. After separately, I get them together. Harap, harap. Why? To clarify issues. To avoid vain imaginations. And that is your role. We are to reconcile people. We are to help people live together in love. Amen? But not to promote division. Judge, judging people is the tool of Satan to cause division. Can I tell you, 2 Corinthians, I love this verse. It tells you, do not judge, because God is going to be the judge. 1 Corinthians 4, 5. Everybody read this together. Therefore, do not go on passing judgment before the time, but wait until the Lord comes, who will both bring to light the things hidden in the darkness and disclose the motives of men's hearts then each man's praise will come to him from God. Do you notice? Only God is able to judge, not you. You know why? Only God knows what? The motives 
of man's heart. Only God knows what's going on in your mind. Please don't judge the motives of people. Beware of confirmation bias. When you are prejudiced and you look at somebody's action, everything he does, because you are biased, it will not confirm your theory. Yabang, yabang, nito, tina mo, magsalita, kumilos naman, yabang, yabang. Yan pala, he's only combing his hair, yabang, yabang po. All I'm saying is be careful in judging heart motive. I remember this story clearly. The father refused to forgive the son. And the mother refused to forgive. I said, why? He already said, I'm sorry. I know. He's not sincere. My friend, who are you to judge if somebody's sincere or not? Think about it. Everybody, therefore, let us not judge one another anymore, but, now this is not a command, but rather determine this. Okay? It's now a command not to put an obstacle or a stumbling block. The word obstacle is come from the Greek word scandal. When you cause somebody to fall into sin, it's like scandal, stumbling block. Stumbling block is you really cause people to fall, to trip. What does that mean? Let's continue reading. I know and I'm convinced in the Lord that nothing is unclean in itself. He's talking about eating, food, etc. But to him who thinks anything to be unclean, then to him that is unclean. For if because of food your brother is hurt, you are no longer walking according to love. Do not destroy with your food him whom Christ died. You know what he's talking about? He's saying, you must know the context. In the New Testament, you have a lot of pagans who came to Christ. But before they came to Christ, they offered their meat to the temple. And for them, the temple they've discovered is demonic. Now, if they see you eating the meat offered to the temple, according to 1 Corinthians 8, they're saying, you should not eat that meat because that meat is dedicated to Satan. Therefore, it is not holy. But to Christians who are liberated by Jesus, who understand there is no such thing as idols, everything is under the control of Jesus. And when he prays for the food, Lord, thank you for this Wagyu beef. Amen. Let's eat. Because the best meat is offered in the temple. So for some Christians, okay, yan, Wagyu yan. But for some people, ah, that meat is offered to the devil. So what must you do? He tells the mature Christians, mature Christians, for the sake of the weak Christians, do not eat. In other words, we are to be considerate of others. Let's continue reading. Therefore, everybody read now, do not let what is for you a good thing to be spoken of as evil. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy. This is foundational. Righteousness, peace, and joy. He who in this way serves Christ is acceptable to God and approves by God. What is he saying? Do not cause people to stumble because of your eating. In fact, in 1 Corinthians chapter 8, Paul says, if eating meat, okay, everybody read this. Therefore, if food causes my brother to stumble, everybody read, I will 
never eat meat again. Excuse me. Can you see what true love is? When love is hard, you got to understand. Sometimes it's not easy. You limit your freedom for the sake of others. Just because I'm free to do everything does not mean I'm going to do it. Everybody, all of you who are leaders, remember this phrase. This is so important. Others may, but I will not. I will limit my liberty for the sake of God's kingdom. Folks, years ago, somebody offered me a very expensive car. And he said, Peter, it's the top of the line. He said, I'm going to give this to you. Now, this guy is very rich, very successful. I was tempted to say in my heart, hallelujah. <laughs> but I know this principle. I don't want to cause anybody to stumble. So I politely told him, sir, salamat po, thank you. But I have already a car. Thank you for your generosity. But God bless you. Why did I not accept? Not because it is wrong. The guy's very rich. I know he can afford it. The guy willingly wants to give it to me. Sayang, no? Talaga, sayang, talaga. But I tell you, there are things that you choose not to do because you don't want people to stumble. Tama ba yan? So my question to you is this. What are you doing now? that is causing your family members to stumble. You know, Jesus gave us a warning. That warning is so scary. Jesus tells us in the book of Matthew, if anyone causes one of these little ones who believe in me to stumble, it would be better for them to have a large millstone hung around their neck and be drowned in the depths of the sea. You know how children stumble? When they see hypocrisy. I've seen parents, because of their carelessness in their tongue, in their words, in their example, the children turn away from the Lord. And that, my friend, is the lesson today. When love is hard, you need to be intentional. I need to learn to practice accepting people as his words. Number two, I be careful I should not judge. And lastly, I want to watch my life. I don't become a stumbling block. Because the truth is, we all make mistakes. So when you make a mistake, my advice is simply this. Admit it, humble yourself, and say, I'm really sorry. But I've seen leaders. In fact, it happened in CCF. I, want, I don't want to mention which satellite. There's a group of leaders in a CCF satellite who decided to leave the church. Can you imagine? These are leaders, right? And what are they fighting for? What are they fighting with? Very minor issue. Nothing essential. Nothing to do with heretical teaching. Heretical teaching is when you teach Jesus is not the Messiah, not the Son of God. Salvation is by good works. No, no, no. It's minor issue. They fight over it. But you know, they never realize what happened. When they left the church, one of my friends, who we led to the Lord years ago, decided to go back to her, her old religion. She said, Peter, I'm sorry, I'm going back to my religion. I said, why are you going back to your religion? He said, look at our leaders. They're fighting. Friends, shame on us when we don't watch our own lifestyle.
What is verse 16, 17? Everybody read. Let's focus on verse 17. Together. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking. It is not this superficial stuff. It is righteousness, peace, and joy. The fruit of the Spirit. So whatever you do, you must make sure you yourself and the people around you will grow in righteousness. Righteousness is talking about a lifestyle of honoring to God. Righteous, holy living. He's not talking about we are righteous in Christ. That is done. Chapter 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 8, 9, 10. That's done. He's talking about righteous living. You must live righteously so that when people see you, they say, you know what? This man is walking with the Lord. Righteous living. And what? Peace. Are you promoting harmony among other believers? Or are you causing division? Watch your tongue. Watch your action. Make sure people grow in their peace with God and peace with one another. And lastly, joy. Is your Christian life characterized by joy? You know what's my prayer? That when you spend some time with me, you will leave my presence more joyful, more peaceful. Can we do that together? Father God in heaven, I come before you. I bring to you all of us. Lord, we are imperfect frail vessels. We are sinners to the core. But Lord, by your grace, you have transformed us. Help us to learn to accept one another as is where is. Help us to learn not to judge others because you are the ultimate judge. And above all, Lord, help us to limit our own freedom for the sake of others because, Lord, you love us. You want us to major on the major which is to bring glory and honor to your name. Will you bless your people here today? I pray for those who are struggling, for those who feel like giving up. Lord, remind them. You have accepted them. Remind them. You have forgiven them. And remind them, Lord, there's always a new beginning. And remind them you are the one at work in us to transform us and to change us. Help us to learn to trust you in changing lives, even in changing our own lives. It is by grace. It is not a set of rules. In Jesus' name we all pray. Amen and amen. God bless you.